This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. This month, Igor will release their new album, Spirituality and Distortion, via Metal Blade Records. Slamming together disparate musical styles ranging from death and black metal to breakcore, Balkan, Baroque, and classical music in a manner that is unconventional and unpredictable, as it is thrilling. Igor are unlike any other act. Purchase your copy of Spirituality and Distortion now at MetalBlade.com slash Igor. Once again, Spirituality and Distortion at MetalBlade.com slash Igor. I-G-O-R-R-R. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, hello. What's going on, everybody out there? Is I your host, Petra Speich. Um, doing another .5, half episode for you guys this week, because I got lucky enough to have a quick chat with Johanna and Nick from Lucifer. And we're here to talk about their latest record, Lucifer 3, which is out right now, guys, if you haven't picked it up. Definitely some great music for this time. Something original, something new, something different. So super excited for this interview, guys. Super excited for this chat. Let's jump right into this interview on this special episode. Nick Johanna from Lucifer. Everybody, what's going on? It's Petter, Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I have Johanna and Nick from Lucifer. We are here to talk about the latest record, Lucifer 3. It's coming out March 20th across the world. Now, guys... In all intents purposes, uh, Lucifer 2, uh, Johanna, you did say in previous interviews, was kind of the sound you originally envisioned with the band. Is a new album kind of a continuation of, of more what we got from that or the first record? No, absolutely a continuation of the last one because uh, while well, it's the same songwriting core, Nick and me, um, but um, I did take the deliberate notion to kind of like steep the themes of the lyrics maybe more in horror you know it's kind of like a return to the darker uh, stuff um, but but musically it's totally you know it's more of a rock and roll record like the last one nice so Nick your, your input on this one when she was kind of going to go with like let's go for a more horror theme did you get excited about that um, yeah I, li- I like horror movies and <laughs> so, so uh, no, but that I mean, some of the the material I give to Johanna, um, that's kind of before you have a lyrical theme, too, and you also sometimes have melodies and stuff before you actually have the, the lyrical content. That's right. Yeah. So, so that wasn't the first thing we talked about, I think. But uh, yes. No, yeah, it wasn't like we had a concept. You know, yeah. um, I think the, the music's always first, and the melodies and everything, and um, the themes come later. Absolutely, and when we're talking about horror films um, with you guys, we can discuss that a little bit because I'm a huge fan myself. Horror films in the last, I don't know, I, may I say, decade, maybe even twenty years, has uh, kind of gone for a quick shock, but hasn't really given you that uh, visual element of building fear. Um, when you guys. I- 
Um, we talked about that a lot. Mm, mm, let's talk. Let's do it. So um, that's excellent. So you guys do talk about that. And that, that element, though, does come out with your visuals, you know, um, a lot of times where there is kind of a buildup. Um, so that's all premeditated from, a, from an audience perspective. Oh, cool. Thanks. I mean, we have, I don't think we thought about it that much. Uh, I think about it more now than when we're actually talking about it. But, uh, yeah, because when you're in it, you don't really reflect some, you know, you don't really step away from the picture because you're so in it. But I, but I guess our music is more of an old school horror movie than like Saw 4 or something. Yeah, it's more like Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going, we're going back. I like that. No, that's, that's excellent. So, um, but uh, yeah, with that, dude, with horror movies of the modern age, when, when things become, they have like a ground, I guess, behind them and people look at it as like a retro kind of remake of like a film, a lot of times it doesn't work because of modern technology. Do you guys have that? Do you guys feel that it is difficult to maybe recreate that exact sound because modern technology is too clean these days sometimes? Uh, no, there's ways to go about that. There's ways to go. Yeah, you you start with buying equipment from the fifties, mm-hmm. and that is paired together with a computer. That will, you kind of end up in the seventies, so it's, it works. And it is possible. I mean, if you go back to horror movies, uh, there was this movie um, House of the Devil mm-hmm. a few years, and I thought that was a pretty good modern take on uh, old school horror. You know, absolutely. Everybody, uh, Ty, Ty West directed that film. If you guys haven't, check out House of the Devil 2009, I think, came out. But yeah, it's a great, great little yeah. film. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Nick, I cut you off. What'd you say? No, I think I just agreed. Oh, <laughs> so what is the oldest piece of equipment that you guys used maybe recording this record? Well, I, when I started getting into the studio thing, um, I didn't really know much, so I just went by looks. <laughs> you know, if if uh, like a preamp had bigger knobs, I bought it. And uh, usually, the the bigger knobs meant the things were older. And um, yeah, by now I've come across quite a few things from eBay and other places that are that works for what we're doing. Um, Maybe the oldest things. What could that be? There's some microphones. Yeah, but also yeah, I have some preamps from late fifties, mm. some Ampex stuff. Which yeah, it's got that dullness to it, which I like. Um, yeah, I I don't think if we wanted if we wanted to make uh, a modern sounding loose for album, I don't think I could do it. I don't know how to do that. Mm. I mean, and, and it's also not like we sit down in the studio and say, okay, how can we make this sound as old as possible? We just kind of go with how can we make the sound as best, good. as good as possible for our ears, for our tastes, you know, because yeah. we listen to a lot of old mu- music. So when we hear like a super modern, sleek production, that kind of sounds horrible to us, you know, because that's not what, we, what we dig. That's, so. that's not our preference, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, you know, if you go back to the 70s, I haven't heard one kick drum that sounds bad. Not one. They sound good in every genre, every every studio, every album. All the, the kick drums sound like a kick drum, and it's awesome. And that's what I want. 
not not to you know like come across as some like 70s retro thing that's not the plan i just want it to sound as good as we think it good is and if if i may add to that but when you do the modern production a lot of times you you don't hear the human element to music you know and um I think that's an important thing with uh, the style, the sound, the culture of our genre. You know, right now, at any time, rock and roll from you go to the 50s till 2020, the human's such an important part. The live aspect is such an important part. And, and exactly, because you hear like the little flaws and everything. Mm-hmm. It gets erased a lot nowadays. Yeah, yeah, totally. It, it needs to be, I mean, I try to play drums to a click track, but I'm not so good at it. So, yeah, we never use click tracks live or anything. But I think it's great if a song is breathing, you know, and if it's not samey-samey, then it gets sterile. Um, but if it if it kind of, you know, sometimes it speeds up a little, you know, slows down. A little? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not the, I'm not exactly the human metronome. <laughs> but sometimes that's not a bad thing. The way that music is produced now, put out, all that stuff, does that kind of, do you guys feel that like mediocrity is kind of um, mainstream now? That people aren't searching as much because there's so much out there? There is so much out there and it's always the next thing around the corner and the corner seems to shrink. I don't know. It's, it's but it's also hard for us to say because we are kind of living in this bubble, you know, where we are surrounded by peers and friends that are kind of into the same stuff as we are. So everybody around us is pretty nerdy when it comes to music. Yeah. So, I, uh, but, but I mean, I, I notice it every time I, you know, get into like a taxi and, and you hear, you know, the state of um, contemporary pop music. I mean, that's all pretty generic sounding most of it of course there's a few artists mm-hmm. um but in general it's uh, going downhill <laughs> i would say yeah there's one one channel uh radio channel i listen to sometimes just to hear what well, it's kind of like a modern rock station here and they play stuff that i don't know so much about and i find it interesting where you have one song and then the next song comes on, and I can hear that it's the exact same snare sample. It's the same snare drum. And, and that's, that's bothering me a lot. <laughs> I just don't think it's... I mean, what's the point in this, you know? The separation, uh, I think that's a great point with modern rock radio. And I used to do that with... Um, I used to record like uh, late night because they'd have music videos of what was popular on like MTV. It was like 3 a.m. when they did videos. So I'd record like an hour and I would just watch it to kind of see, you know, what is the modern stuff. But what I, what I saw is that I saw the human element was just slowly getting stripped away. There was nothing that was that didn't matter behind. It just had to sound superhuman, almost like superhero movies, but it had to be in music format. You know, it had to yeah. be beyond what we're capable of so i I, and that made me think i'm like is that where we're going though is that we want people to be beyond what we're actually capable of to sell this kind of almost lie instead of being this heartfelt i'm almost like limitation we have as a human to make these beautiful sounds together what do you guys do you guys agree with that at all well i never thought about it that way but that's interesting and scary if that's the case i'm not completely sure it is it it 
it does seem that way, but it could also be a, a fad that it's going to change. I just think that the mainstream in general is like easily satisfied with like, you know, same with like food chains, mm. you know, you have fast food restaurants like uh, McDonald's or whatever. And that's what that kind of music is to me. Um, but I also think people, people like what they're familiar with. Mm -hmm. So unless the, the, the popular stuff changes, then it's not going to change. But I think well, with the human element, it, it, maybe not tomorrow. But Do you think that it will turn around and come back? I think so. Well, it would be great. Yeah. I, I agree, actually. I believe there will be a revolution of like, hey, hey, I don't know what kind of revolution in the arts, because I think that's something that suffers is that when life is as fast as it is and we have to slow it down, I, this is my perspective. Again, this is all just conjecture, people. I'm not saying, preaching or saying anything true, but from my perspective, life is so fast that if I don't slow it down, I can't enjoy art. That's what suffers. I have to stop myself and be like, this is how you listen to a record. This is how you watch a movie. This is, you know? And, no, I agree. Oh, cool. And then I think that, like, if we don't teach people that, I feel that we might lose that battle. And art's going to just be something like a meme or a 30-second video to entertain you or something really small. Um, yeah, people grab what's being put in front of them because to, to be like a proper music fan, you know, it means you have to dig. And that comes with a little bit of work and research and, you know. Um, but I've noticed, actually, there's a little bit of a trend um, of... Um, turning back and when you look at all the you know new tv series there's so many cool series that are playing in the 60s and 70s and 80s and that's very trendy right now so people are some somewhat nostalgic you know and and love to see those time periods and that's true um and then you know i mean i have the same feeling about um the same feeling that i have towards uh, contemporary music uh towards um, product design, you know, how things look like furniture and telephones and all that I think looks horrible now, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I love, you know, looking at old um, objects from the 70s and, and even up in, into the 80s and so on. And um, there's a market for these things too. People buy stuff that's labeled retro, you know, which is a horrible word, but but it modern design, though, like you said, I think people get nervous and they just tear down things. I live in a city, and I I don't know if it's the same. Maybe it's a little more cultured over there. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, so everything right. out here. I mean, you guys were out here for Psycho Vegas last year, um, uh -huh. so everything out here, like they tear it down and then they rebuild it. It seems like every five or six years, and um. That's a very American thing. Sad, right? Why? I mean, I, I grew up out here. I'm born and raised here. So it's so hard to find. I'll go into a casino with old carpet and I'll be like, wow, this is awesome. You know, like, so, but, but uh, you do have a lot of like beautiful old diners and mm -hmm. stuff in the States that are still there. But it, maybe it's also, you know, because you live in the Western part of the country where it's very hot. So the structures are not built to last um, through like a snowstorm or something. Mm -hmm. So I guess. Those are often structures that are more like short term. I, I lived in LA for three years, you know, and I was always like astonished, like how thin the walls are and everything, and how stuff just gets torn down quickly. And and but then there's that, and that's the part of American culture that I love, 
that uh, where the Americana uh, also in architecture is embraced, and you'll find that too. Mm -hmm. Like mid-century stuff uh, in America. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. But wouldn't you say that Las Vegas is in kind of an extreme, though? Yeah, yeah, we are. We, I, I mean, I grew up out here. It's, it's, it's hard for me to live anywhere else at this point because I love it so much. But we, we are an extreme version of, um, I don't know, uh, not allowing culture to maintain, I guess, to rebuilding. We're an extreme version of rebuild. LA is similar, I believe, Johanna, is that they do yeah. this. It's every time I go out there every few years, I'm like, wow, that whole street is different, you know, like, and, yeah, totally. uh, and, and it's, and we're kind of similar where it, and I feel like that mentality though affects art. It affects things like that because people are so used to trendy things now becoming buildings or architecture or yeah. you know things like things that things that usually were like no let that sit that is recognizable to us all you know um, mm -hmm. so I feel culturally and again I am speaking from you're right my region which is an extreme version um, culturally I feel that that's my biggest fear you know I guess is that. Um, how how does one teach when when people can't let something sit and grow i guess yeah and that's why i love cemeteries so much because ah. they it never changes <laughs> there's like this one cemetery in berlin where i used to go as a teenager and every time i'm there it looks exactly the same nothing has changed in 25 years you know i think that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, even in, I mean, even in in uh, in cities like well, Berlin and Stockholm, it's a lot of tearing down, but it's also people fighting for the old things to to still be there. Yeah, but because they tear down so many like um, institutions, like yeah. classic clubs that have been around. I don't know, since the 70s or whatever. I think you have that in all the major cities, you know, London, Berlin, L.A., you know, they tear down um, those classic venues and so on. And, of course, um, people don't want to let go. But maybe it's always been like that. Um, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah but, it, but it's definitely quicker these days. These days, yeah. It's, yeah. And that, I think that that is has to be some kind of uh, like overall effect on today's society everything is insanely fast and that and that probably it has to be some kind of end to that I, I, we, we got to slow it down. You're right. I don't know how. I, again, I'm just I'm just speaking, but I have no solutions. And it's going to be the youth that uh, always uh, have the power. We're going to be more complacent, I think, the older we get because we live in our bubbles and we know what happiness and joy is. But people that are searching for it, they're like, I don't like this way. They have to reject things that hurt them. And I do see that. I do see that happening. Go. It happened during our lives, you know, that we rejected. We're like, no, we're not going to accept this way of thinking you know um, yeah and uh but again it's, it's i've never seen it affect art you know the way it does nowadays but that's a fun that's a fun conversation when we get back to the record to the music i'm sorry guys i kind of segued away from that <laughs> but that's it it's it all goes for a circle is because that's the way the way you guys make the record the the flaws in them if if you hear them or like you said not to a, a click track when you're doing the drums 
that that's those flaws eventually make them the record more perfect the more we listen to it as a fan you know and it, it gives us a live experience that can be a little bit different that whole package is what you guys are bringing together in lucifer and that's such an important thing is there any other way that you would ever want to present music that's, uh, that's, For us it is. That's mm-hmm. vital to remain in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to bring as many people as possible into our bubble. <laughs> no, because, I mean, that's how it kind of used to be, you know, with all the great bands uh, for, from way back when, you know, that we are influenced by. I mean, people went to a show and, and the bands, you know, they they didn't wear just, you know, baggy jeans and baggy shirts. Uh they looked like a band, and I love that, you know, and uh, I think that's the, uh, I want to say effort, but then again, it's no effort, because we always dress like that. I mean, yeah. I don't go in a fringe suit to the supermarket, okay, but <laughs> but it's not like I, like I, like we all dress up for Lucifer show, um, you know, it's not a big difference, from, or ordinary. Yeah, it's not a it's not a dress party, yeah. but uh, but it's like I mean I I think two bands that I think are good examples and they may seem very different to each other. But I grew up with Kiss, but then I also grew up with the Ramones, and I think they're very similar in the whole visual thing, even though they look different. Yeah, they have their stick, you know, and I think the visual part is so important. I mean, especially since we love, you know movies and and books and we we love graphic uh, design stuff you know we are very visual people so it all plays into um, the kind of world that you're building with the music and that you want to disappear in yourself and hopefully other people too you know yeah I mean it's it's kind of for us it's kind of simple if you have two editions of the same book one has a great cover and one has a pretty shit cover. You, you will buy the one with a great cover, right? Absolutely. I mean, maybe not everyone, but we would, and you would probably too. Yes, yes. I, I do. I'm a huge fan, and I'm through the years. I've noticed that the the band on stage and the audience they dress the same, they look the same. There's not a lot of thought into it. They're like, no, we're one of you guys. We're kind of the same. I I like the separation. <laughs> you know, that's me. I like the separation of okay, I'm wearing a, a band shirt and jeans, and I'm going to, to a rock show, and then the band's presentation is a little more. Uh, you know, like I said, part of the music fits the act. It makes me pay attention more than seeing myself <laughs> on the stage. But even though I would love if there was more long-haired people in the audience, <laughs> it, it seems like everybody's cutting their hair. I just looked at um, Deep Purple at California Jam mm-hmm. uh, the other day, and it's like everybody that, like all their friends that hang out behind the speakers and like side stage and the wings and so on, they all look like the band too. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, yeah, it really it's it's interchangeable. That's that's strange to me. You know, the the long hair, I I want that to come back. The beards, I kind of want the beards. Brother. You want the beards to stay? I want them to go away. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, I meant, uh, please grow your hair back if it's not there. So the trends are that. But yeah, I think there is a laziness to style because life is too fast. We got to get out the door faster now. We can't take the time like we used to. Yeah, maybe that's why people cut their hair because I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm balding and I still have my hair. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I have like 
every, every hair left, and they still shave it off. And that gets me really angry. <laughs> Give it to me instead. <laughs> no, dude, I'm proud of you. I, I too am balding, but uh, yeah, I got the I got the clean cut look. Unfortunately, it's the way it's the way I, I gotta you know like it's pretty much to be honest, it's work. I couldn't pull it off anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you gotta conform at some point, you know. You gotta keep the food, the family happy. You gotta gotta keep that the lights on, you know. So that's me though. Unfortunately, I wish I wish it, I wish I can have the hair, but I'll tell you this, guys. Okay. For as long as I could have had long hair before I went balding, oh, I had it, and that's I'm, I'm glad I did that until it was until it was too late. I was like, man. But you know what's what's worse? People who have long hair but they wear a ponytail. Dude, thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. I never understood that. So like, what check you, it out, dude. It's like, are you gonna have long hair or not? <laughs> <laughs> there is no yeah exactly if you're gonna do it you have to own it and that's like the uh, thank you for saying that when i when i had long hair i never even had an option for a ponytail <laughs> i didn't have it you know if i wanted to roll out of bed i put a hat on that was it you know so but <laughs> anyways so that's 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 what i'm saying so that's how do we get more people in our bubble if i can join your guys's bubble because i'm a huge fan so uh, i think uh, no hair bands even if you have to join our bubble, then that's it. Just no ponytails. <laughs> yeah. And if you have, even if you have no hair left, just pretend you have hair. Think it. I like that. So you're, you're actually wanting us to be a little delusional. So when we walk yeah. up to like a beautiful lady, be like, I, and just flip my hair, even though I'm bald. I can't do that, right? Yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm delusional every day. Uh, dude, I think we all are. I, I've, I've had this conversation. <laughs> I wake up every morning thinking I'm, I'm a member of Deep Purple. It's awesome. That is good. That is good. I, I got to tell you, I, I wake up every morning still thinking I'm 20, and then uh, I run up some stairs, and I'm like, okay, I'm not. Okay. But I still believe it in my head. Yeah, same here. <laughs> same right when you breathe heavier and you're like oh, what's going on here you know like, but uh that's that's so good so guys back to the record real quick so we're we're here we want to join the bubble we loving it um what what about this record do you guys think stands apart from like lucifer 2 i don't know i mean maybe it's too early to say yeah there's more for you to say for like for the listener it's hard when you just step out of it you know yeah because we kind of just didn't step out of it and uh, my head right now is more thinking about the next album mm. uh, and we also haven't heard it for a while mm. uh, but uh, I don't know I think that's more if we would talk in three years I could probably tell more about this uh, what I think about this album than today probably uh, I don't know I, I think we like it <laughs> Thank you for saying that, though, because I've always said that. I go, it takes years for you to really understand if you love a record. You know how we got to do like best of lists every year? I'm like, how do you know when a record came out in December if that's like one of your favorite records? It takes years to revisit exactly. it, get old uh -huh. with it. You know, it's, that's, that's the way yeah. music and, and movies. I'll say that, too. Would it stand the test of time, you know? Mm -hmm. Some stuff might be cool in the moment, and then 10 years later, you're like, what the fuck was I listening to? But yeah nice dude so touring guys you guys do have tour dates set up for um europe right now um any plans on doing the north american tour like a full tour 
Well, because we've just come back from the southern states, we've done three legs in support of the last album in the states with the east coast, west coast, and the south. And we had Psycho twice and the Kiss Crew. So we have to focus this year a little bit more on Europe. And then Nico also has the helicopters. Um, so it looks like we won't be back until maybe January, like like winter next year gotcha. um, because we also have to go through like a new visa procedure this always takes forever it's crazy expensive it's a lot of paperwork and That's we not... have been neglecting europe so we have to unfortunately we can't be in all places all the time so we will come back and um but it's going to take a little bit and the, the visa thing if you guys can tell us about that now I've, I've talked to other people about it the way it works is that you're gonna you pretty much you spend like, and if I'm wrong, you let me know, like three grand per person that you're coming out here, okay? You don't know when you're going to get it back. So if there is a revision and then you only have it for a year, is that correct? That's how it's been so far. I mean, usually um, uh, it's been even worse. I've had a visa that was just valid for the time frame of a tour. I've had that too. We've had that. But last time we had one that was valid for, for a year. Um, we are trying to get, uh, there is a special kind of visa that we're trying to get that could enable us to be validated for up to three years. But um, yeah, that's going to be costly and um, you have to put in a lot of paperwork to prove that you're, you know, like some sort of recognized and that you deserve it. And um, <clears throat> we have a lawyer in the States that does all that for us. So yeah, it is fucking expensive and it's a pain in the ass. But we love to tour the States, you know, so of course we put in the work for it. And now for anybody out there that doesn't know, to tour Europe though, none of that is, is an issue, no. correct? No, no, not at all. Well, no. now we have Brexit, though. So. <laughs> well, we don't know yet how it's going to be with the UK since they exited Europe. But within Europe, we are in the European Union. And within the Schengen, which is Norway as well, who are not part of the European Union, it's um, it's easier. Um, we, we don't really have to um, do any paperwork to tour within Europe. Sometimes you have like a slip that you need for Spain for tax papers, but that's fairly easy. In the U.S., it, it really is like almost as complicated as getting a green card. I'm serious. It's I've had a green card, so I know. <laughs> wow, that, that's the craziest part, guys. Every time I talk to a band that comes out here, you, that's why you can't miss them. The amount of money, time, and effort they take just to come play out here in the states. Anytime you see, I'm going to say this with any metal band or rock band from, from Europe coming out here, guys, do not miss out. It's such an important thing. I, I, I get so upset when I do see a band that I know. Like I said, Psycho Vegas has been a fantastic festival. I've been really lucky to see bands I never thought I'd get to see. So that's one thing that I'm just, that's just blind luck. But I'm talking about regular, you know, just tours. And the, right. and the audience doesn't come out. I, I come in and I leave so angry, man, because I know how much it, how hard it is for everybody to get out here. Um, thank you you're welcome <laughs> you. I'm complaining out the word. Because, but also the thing is you know sometimes because I run the social media for mm -hmm. Lucifer mm -hmm. and I see comments and we've just come from like an east coast tour and we just played Chicago and then we announced the west coast and then I see comments are you guys ever coming to Chicago it's like dude mm -hmm. we just played there you know <laughs> so check your favorite bands 
you know, social media. And, yeah, or, and check your venues, maybe, you know. <laughs> it just seems like, because there's so much information, and uh, sometimes stuff doesn't seep through, too. Yeah, and people are, like we said earlier, people are lazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as well. Very true. Yeah, very true. Planning is not a, a modern day thing, it seems like. A lot of people just kind of like live in the moment because you can figure it out. But that is a vital thing is the social medias, guys. If you guys are on social media, and I know everybody is in the world at this point, just hit like to your favorite band and you'll get those updates. That's how I find out. I find out all the time. And then on the Facebook, if you hit interested, it reminds you like the week of and you can be like, oh, yeah. That's 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 it. It's that simple. I think it was harder back in the day to to miss bands, and somehow people are missing bands today. That's on them, <laughs> right? So, yep. totally. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, it's like, what do you mean you guys played? I didn't see the flyer that was passed out of college or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. harder. Like now, it's like there's no excuse for that. Um, nope. So we don't accept that. Whoever said that about Chicago, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that was one of many. <laughs> All you guys, just hit interested and you'll be there. So with that, guys, it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys. I just ran over my 30 minutes a little bit. I do apologize for that. But um, I yeah, want to... pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Excellent, dude. So I want to promote one more time, guys. March 20th, the new record, Lucifer 3. If you guys were a fan of the last one, which I'm a huge fan of, if you guys haven't checked it out, check it out right now before March 20th. And uh, tour dates, Europe. Make sure you guys are going to get loose for all year. Make sure you guys don't miss out on that. North America, wait a year. Don't worry. Let the record grow inside you. So when they come out here, you'll know every song. We'll know which ones to hear live. It'll be great. So with that, Nick, Johanna, I want to thank you so much for calling in to the Metal Sucks Podcast. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you.
Metal Sucks Podcast.
Seattle Sucks podcast.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. friends and we are back first songs you heard are both off the latest record from lucifer lucifer three which is out right now first song is called midnight phantom and second song is ghosts third song you guys heard is the latest from candle mass they got a new ep called the pendulum and that is the title track from that ep guys that is out right now it is excellent guys i'm a huge fan of candle mass right now and the last band you know i'm gonna play some mike Patton when mike Patton wants to put something out Man, always a joy for us. This time, it's a band called Tetema, T-E-T-E-M-A. The album is called Necroscape, and the, and the song is called Haunted on the Uptake. That's coming out April 3rd, guys. Make sure you check it out. Another unique project from Mike Patton. Just a great record to check out. So with that, as always, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we get on iTunes. 
and everybody that's supporting our other podcasts, our documentary podcasts, Rise to Offend. Make sure you guys are checking that one out if you got the time. You guys will hear from me soon. Take care out there. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.